I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of heavy machinery. Now take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to To Be Honest, and of course, as usual, a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. This week's topic is "Decode Your Past Trauma" by one of my peers, Alexander Howard. Since I do like and agree with the model that he uses to decode your trauma, therefore I'm going to share his work with you in this episode. The exploration model he uses is ECHO. E C H O. E stands for events. The traumatic events may be overt or covert trauma events. Some overt trauma events that you might have experienced can be abuse, may it be physical abuse, emotional abuse, or sexual abuse. 
Neglect is a form of abuse as well. May it be physical neglect or emotional neglect or any other kind of dysfunction in the family, such as mental illness in the household, mother treated violently, that means domestic violence, divorce of parents, incarcerated relative, substance abuse in the family, just to name a few. So what is covert trauma events? It's more likely to be related to emotional validation or the lack of it. Here's to give you a few examples. It might be appropriate and responsive physical touch and contact. Love for who you are, not what you do. Pride in your identity and heritage. Time and quality contact with primary caregivers. Did you experience that with your parents? Learn to have fun and enjoy being in the moment. That means, did you learn to live in the now or you experienced fear of the past and worry of the future? You are given a sense that we have what it takes and can go for what we want and taught a healthy no, N-O, no, and respected when used. Yes, you guessed it. It's relating to boundaries, healthy boundaries. Next is to explore the C context of the echo model. Because after exploring the events, they are just events, right? We now need to put some context in those traumatic events. So according to Alex Howard, in order to do that, we are to explore the three core emotional needs. And they are safety, boundaries, and love. And under love, I would like to add the five A's of basic emotional food group that I have published a few episodes ago. So if you have not listened to it, please go back to the archive and have a listen. And the five A's are attention, affection, appreciation, allowance, and acceptance. All right, so now let us circle back to the three core emotional needs. Safety, love, and boundaries. Now, as children, we need to feel that the world is a safe place and that they are safe in it. So when a child witnesses their parents argue, they definitely will feel unsafe and they are changed forever. Let's say around the time a child was being born, his mother divorced his father and never saw him again. So the mother was in great distress. She feared for her own safety and livelihood. She feared for the fact that she was going to be raising the child as a single mother without financial support. And so both in utero and after being born, the child was in an environment where he was merging with someone that was very highly stressed. And it took him many years to figure out why that was. 
So for many years in that child's life, the default in his nervous system of not feeling safe, because there wasn't that physical need met of safety as a child. Next is love. Now this is the experience of feeling adored by your parents, feeling special, feeling loved, having the sense that we are the most important thing in the world. Well, at least at certain times, or when we are with certain people. Now I don't mean in the way that a child is emotionally spoiled, where they always get what they want, but at least some of the time, right? There's this sense that we are special enough that our parents want to be with us. They love us because they love being with us. The distinction between knowing that we are loved and feeling that we are loved are two different things. So another way to make this distinction is we can have parents that love us, but they aren't skillful in the ways they demonstrate their love to us. I dare say the majority of us had parents that loved us. Now that wasn't the problem. The problem is often their inability to express their love, or the confusing, mixed ways that we might have experienced love. Now that love may have been expressed in conditional ways. That if you do this, then you get the love. If you don't do this. Love is withdrawn, or love comes in a way which is smothering and overwhelming, and we can't have our no and our boundary and our edge with it. So if we don't get the need of love met again, that has a big impact on what happens inside of us as a child. Often. We then develop coping strategies because these are needs. Remember, not wants. So this is not like having a really good meal and wanting a bit of extra dessert. This is like having not been fed for days and been desperate, craving and starving of something. So if we don't feel loved, we have got to do things to get love. And there is the third core emotional need, which is boundaries. Now, this is the most less talked emotional need in the psychology world. We also have the need for boundaries, the need for edges, the need for a parent to love us enough to say no. So, as children, of course, we think we don't need boundaries, but think of it like puppies. They think they just want to be able to do everything, but actually, as children, boundaries tell us we are safe. That they give us those edges. If we have a big, wide open space, there can be a sense that there is no holding. The boundary says, "I love you enough to hold a consistent boundary." Now, boundaries done well are also responsive. I often call it healthy. They are not crushing. Sometimes the boundary needs to be really rigid, but often there needs to be a little bit of sensitivity. And when that is given, it's responsive. 
That makes us feel that our needs are not just being crushed and swallowed. Instead, they are being responded to. But also, that person loves us enough to show up. Also, with boundaries, they give us that sense of inner strength. Now, my audience, if these three core emotional needs are met, now I'm not saying perfectly, but enough that we had a sense of feeling safe, a sense of love, and a sense of boundaries, then we can handle most of what life throws at us. The problem is when those needs are not met, we then go through a difficult experience. We go through what typically might be called a trauma. It might be a big, major PTSD overt trauma. It might be a more subtle covert trauma, like we go through a divorce, or we go through financial hardship, or we go through a bereavement. But if we don't have these core emotional needs met, those events in our life tend to impact us much more severely. So thank you for listening, my dear audience. And in the next episode, I shall share some of the possible impacts when these three core emotional needs are not met. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O.com. Mm-hmm.